Welcome to the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe, a character-by-character look at the coolest heroes and villains that Marvel Comics has to offer. You can thank us later. For now, just listen. What's up, Cool Breeze? It is me, Icy Robots, and we're back for another super fun, hopefully super informative episode of the show known as the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe. This time out, we're going to be taking a look at the King of the Sea, the King of Atlantis, a guy who goes by the name of Submariner, a.k.a. Namor. So, let's get jumping on that jump off. Let's light that incense. Let's bang that gong. Let's get the party started right. You're listening to Back in the day, like way back in the old days, back in the black and white Illinois days, I, I would watch the Super Friends and I would watch the various shows of that sort of these DC heroes. And one of my favorite DC heroes of the time was the, was the guy who goes by the name of Aquaman. He also had his own show, like an Aquaman show, which was, which was one of my faves at the time. I really... I really thought it was cool with that orange shirt and those green pants, and I thought it was neat how he, like, he would ride around on a seahorse. Seahorses are, like, one of my favorite uh, undersea undersea creatures, and I, I'd really just, like, dig on his vibe, and the, the one thing, though, the one thing I wanted was I wanted him to be tougher. I wanted him to really, like, stand up to the other guys and be like, look, I'm a monarch, too. Like, you guys all treat Wonder Woman awesome because she's, like, she's royalty from uh, Amazon Island, but you know what? I'm the king of the sea. I'm I'm Charlie Tuna, dude. I'm the big guy underneath there, and you should you should show me more more respect. And he never he never really stood up for himself the way that I, that I would have liked. And then later, when I came upon those Marvel digests that I that I spoke of in the la- last episode, there was there was one of these those small like Reader's Digest uh, volumes of comics to click like various various classic issues. I had one of those and it was about the Fantastic Four. And in this one, it introduced me to a it introduced me to a character who, upon being uh, brought to my attention, immediately like brought a tidal wave into the city of New York. And I'm just like, who is this guy? And he's like, I'm Namor. I'm Submariner. I'm the king of the sea. And then I realized, you know, the Aquaman that I want, the Aquaman that my young mind wants is in fact already existing and it goes by the name of Namor. The king, the king of the sea, the Submariner. And I was just like, I was kind of smitten with the character from then. I I would, you know, follow his little adventures and I loved how how highfalutin and snooty he was because dude was really like... Honestly, he was a jerk. And then they did, like, this thing in, in the Fantastic Four. I've always been a fan of the, the Fantastic Four. I much prefer them to the Avengers. That's just that's just me, and that's just how I roll. But I, I recall these stories where, like, the Invisible Woman, Sue Storm, like, fell in love with Namor, and they ran off together. And I'm just like, this is the craziest stuff that I could never imagine Aquaman doing in my life. And I was just, I was just into it, dude. He's a cool character, very underrated, and he, he's going to... He's going to be in a Marvel movie. He's going to be in Black Panther 2, which may already be out by the time you hear this. I know not, but he's going to he's going to be in that. So he's going to be introduced to the widescreen to a wider audience and I thought, "Hey, why not take a look at Namor? It's it's a good time as any." Right? So let's let's jump right into it and examine some of the uh, physical details, the height, the weight, the uh, marital status, things of that sort. Personal details, height, weight, and that sort of thing. 
His full given name is Namor. His current alias is King Namor, but in the past he's been Namor the First Mutant, the Submariner, the Avenging Sun, Namor the First, Prince of Atlantis, Emperor of the Deep, Lord of the Seven Seas, Supreme Commander of the Undersea Legions, Lord of the Undersea World, Imperious Rex, Sea King, Sea Lord, Namor the First, King of the Seas, blah 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 blah. These are all these are all names. You got Duck Lips, Gillface, Chicken of the Sea, John Silver. These are these are all names. Are probably making fun. Not not nice way to treat uh, undersea royalty. His affiliation is that of the Avengers, the Atlantan royal family, and then he was also part of the uh, Illuminati at one point. Marital status is that of widows. His gender male. Height six foot two. Weight two hundred and seventy eight pounds. Eyes of blue with a little gray fleck in there. Hair, black. Unusual features, small vestigial feathered wings on his ankles, pointed ears, and gills behind those said ears. He was created by Bill Everett, and he first appeared in Motion Picture Funnies number one, which was printed in April of 1939. Our guy, our guy is one of the OG original, like absolute original. Marvel characters. That's that's all good stuff, dude. He has so many names. People call him so many different things. I think I think a lot of those nicknames are probably things the thing called him during these uh, various Fantastic Four run-ins. But um, that's all good stuff. Now we know a little bit more. Let's let's move forward into the uh the origin story, the tale of how this guy became Namor. Character bio, like how did they get their powers and stuff like that. Namor was born a hybrid offspring of Princess Fenn of Atlantis and an American seaman, Captain Leonard Mackenzie. Mackenzie's ship was searching for the Lemurian city rumored to house the mythical helmet of power at the behest of one of his passengers, Paul Destiny. However, Mackenzie distrusted the uses to which Destiny would put the crown and caused an avalanche to bury the city. Making his way to safety, Mackenzie planted explosives to break up the ice flows, unaware Atlantis lay beneath. The damage the city sustained prompted King Thacker to send his daughter, Fen, to investigate. In a strange twist of fate, the captured princess married Mackenzie. When Fen failed to return after several weeks, Thacker dispatched a rescue party. The ensuing scuffle apparently killed Mackenzie, and Fen returned to Atlantis. Nine months later, Namor was born. There's a lot of information there. I I wonder who it is telling this tale, because the idea that they they sent this gal Finn out there to, to see what was going on, and then and she winds up like marrying her captor is is very dubious. I have to say, this is some this is some Pocahontas kind of stuff, and I'm not sure how uh, how much I believe it. Especially when like they go and they they you know see what's going on, and she's given the chance for freedom, and she runs like she runs for her life back to Atlantis, where she births a baby Namor. That's where that's where Namor comes from. When you when you do like Google searches for Namor, the name Namor McKenzie comes up a lot, which is which is interesting for to me because I would honestly in my head I call him the Submariner. I, I realize his name is uh, Namor, but like I know him as the Submariner, and I call him the Submariner. And the idea the idea that I'm going to go call this guy Namor McKenzie is 
is just weird. I, 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 I don't know. I, it's, it's strange. It's strange to me. But one of the things that was really great in this is the idea of this guy, Paul Destiny, Destiny. going out there to find this powerful secret helmet. I believe that in the, in the, in the way that Marvel's kind of rewritten history over the years, I think that it's been changed to where they were out there looking for vibranium. I think that it is that, like, Atlantis has some degree of vibranium, and the ship was searching for that because, as we know, it's an alloy that is only found in a few places on Earth, and it's like, that's what they make the Captain America shield out of. That's what That's what gives the Black Panther all of his cool powers and weaponry and stuff, so... They wanted to get a hold of some of that. They didn't find it. But back in the day, back in the 30s, that's when this comic was written. Like, back in 1939, the idea of the Helmet of Power, or whatever it was called, was what they went with. Because Marvel hadn't invented Vibranium yet. Vibranium comes along later. This is this is like before they were even Marvel Comics. I think that they were called Timely at the time, if I if I remember correctly. But this is this is like before Marvel. Maybe it's post Marvel. I don't know. I I'm I'm very fuzzy when it comes to like the golden age of comics. I have like this this small area of time where I, I do know a lot about. But like the early days, the super early days, uh as much as I, I do enjoy these tales, as much as I, I enjoy it, the the history is uh it eludes me, I guess. But um let's Let's move forward into the next segment. The next one is a, it's a fun one. It's a doozy. Namor grew up with a hostile attitude towards surface dwellers. When Thacker discovered men in diving suits near Atlantis, he assumed they were advanced scouts for an invasion force and ordered Namor to attack New York, where he fought the original Human Torch. Shortly thereafter, Nazis attacked Atlantis. Namor joined the invaders, and later, the All-Winners squad, fighting the Nazi scourge alongside Captain America, the Human Torch, Spitfire and myriad other heroes of the day. That, uh, that Human Torch that they just referenced, that's the, that's the Golden Age Human, uh, Torch. He's like a robot, I believe. He's like a robot or like some kind of created artificial intelligence, but when he when he comes in contact with the air, he, like, bursts into flames. And, like, at first, at first people think he's a menace, but then eventually he becomes a hero. And he's in the Invaders with uh, Captain America, as we know, and then Namor. These these guys are all fighting the uh, Nazis in World War II. This is this is pretty fun stuff. I like how this team's named the Invaders, even though even though they're fighting off Invaders. But it's all good. Maybe they're invading the Invaders, which is which is really dope. They're taking the fight to the Nazis. They're taking it to Germany and defeating them on their on their home turf. I I like this though. I like again that uh, Atlantis is confused and they think that uh, they're being attacked by by Earth, but it's. It's, in fact, the Nazis, who I guess are from Earth, so I apologize for that. They were, in fact, getting attacked by the surface. But it wasn't, it wasn't the combined surface. It was the Nazis. And I, I don't even, I don't even know what the idea behind this is. It's like you have this whole, you have this whole war going against the world, against the entire world. It's like you have your few allies or whatever, your axis. But then, you know, all the allies are against you. But then you decide, like, why don't we involve Atlantis in this. Why don't we pull those guys in? We can fight them too. And it's just, it's just not a good move, dude. Cause they're like under the water. They don't know what's going on. They couldn't care less. They got their own problems, their own foibles, their own lives. Let's, 
Let's lure him into the war, not knowing what kind of crazy technology they have. But you know what they do have? They have a guy who can breathe underwater and also breathe on land. And he has wings on his feet that flap and enable him to fly. And he's super strong and he's super tough. And now him, Captain America, and a flame-covered robot are going to destroy you. So that's that's what you get for that, Nazis. But uh, let's, let's, let's... Oh, oh, an- another thing in there that really uh, really sticks out to me is the, the name of that team. The All Winners Squad. That's, that's what I should call me and my homies because that is a great name. That is just, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, All Winners Squad Marvel. Who were some other members of the All Winners Squad? There was Captain America, Bucky, the Human Torch, Toro. That was... That was, if I'm thinking correctly, uh, the sidekick of the Human Torch. Like, I think he was, like, a, a more miniature Human Torch. Then they had the Submariner, the Wizard, who is not a guy with any kind of uh, urinary mycetysis. This is a guy who runs really fast. Then you got Miss America, not the uh, beauty pageant winter, winner. This is, you know, a hero. Blonde Phantom. The Blonde Phantom, that's a tight name. And then the Angel. Who is the Blonde Phantom? That is... The Blonde Phantom is a fictional mass crime fighter appearing in American comic books. She first appeared in All Select Comics, Fall 1946. She was created by Stan Lee and Sid Shore, which which makes me think that uh, she's probably in, invented by uh, Sid Shore. But that's that's neither here nor there. She's a cool character, though. Definitely, definitely somebody to look out for. And then also Angel. Who is that? Not the X Man. This is. Oh, this is another, uh, another, like, non-powered guy. He has guns and he fights and stuff. Still looks pretty cool, man. This is a whole, a whole era of comics that I don't know a ton about. That I should, that I should go out of my way to find out about. Because there are some cool little characters floating around in the early days of Marvel. But, um, let's, let's, uh, let's jump into the next jump off. The undersea city of Atlantis escaped much of the fighting during World War II, but severe earthquakes damaged the city. Namor again was dispatched to New York, where he fell afoul of Paul Destiny, who finally had obtained the Helmet of Power and was causing the quakes. His power destroyed much of Atlantis, killing Thacker and Fenn. Under compulsion of the Helmet, Namor returned to New York with amnesia and became a wandering derelict. Johnny Storm, the second Human Torch, eventually discovered Namor in the Bowery. Burning away the extra hair and substantial beard Namor had grown, Storm dropped the Atlantean in the harbor. The immersion restored most of Namor's memory, and he spent the next ten years warring with the surface world. Eventually, he realized he must put aside his hatred of surface dwellers on behalf of his undersea nation. A lot of, uh, a lot of weird stuff happened there. So, we get more from our guy, Paul Destiny, who later goes on in Marvel to be, uh, known as Mentallo. This is, this is another one of these old-timey characters that I just, I don't know a lot about. The, the Helmet of Power is also known as the Serpent Crown, and it grants you incredible power and incredible strength. But over the years in Marvel, the uh, the helmet has, it's gone lost. I could imagine it popping up sometime. Maybe something involved with Hydra would be would be possible. But um, our guy Paul Destiny is later known as Paul Destine, as well as uh, Mentallo. He's also Destine, the Man of Destiny, and he... He casts, you know, some some kind of a spell on um on Namor, and he he turns him into a bum, a hobo, wandering the streets, wasting his entire life. I wonder, 
I wonder if his Atlantean homies wondered where he was and if they, they considered like maybe coming up and, and looking for him. I I would think. But they've already they've already done that once, so who so who knows? But then the the Johnny Storm, the Fantastic Four Johnny Storm, he finds him and he's like, Yo, that's that homeboy neighbor that I know, the the submariner. Let me let me burn off his beard. Bzzzt. That's interesting too, because I guess his powers are so precise that he can he can like burn the hair off your face and not and not burn your face, but you also have to factor in that Namor is like super duper powerful, so it could be that just like his uh, face was immune to the the power of the flames. But I would imagine that as a water based character, the flames would be extra deadly to him. But I don't know if that is a for sure. But after after years of wandering the streets as a hobo, he's just like you know I've had enough. I've had enough of you human beings. I've had enough of you surface dwellers. I'm going back down below, and I'm going to. I am going to make you rue the day that you ever, ever messed with me or met me in the first place. And this is a guy who, you know, about recently even, like recently, he was fighting with Cap America against the Nazis. But you know what? He's kind of like, there's no more Nazis up here. I mean, there are still Nazis today, which is a, a sad fact of life, unfortunate fact of life. But he's just like, you know, these guys are all gone. And I, I've just decided that instead of just hating them, I also I also hate all of you. I hate all of mankind, and I think I think that's really the factor that makes him so interesting. When when I was I was coming up, I would see him, and he was always he was always just like some snotty monarch from somewhere else who was just kind of he had disdain for people in general. He's just like you know, I just I don't like you people. I think that you're all below us. I think you're all gross. Blah 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 blah. And I I can get it because by and large surface dwellers are gross. So I I don't know. I can I can understand how he feels that way. I. I like that snottiness about him, and I always wish that Aquaman would have would have had some of that. But they probably, they potentially felt like they had to go in a different direction because Namor's already that. And if they go and do that, then Marvel's going to be like, you know what, bro, you are biting our style completely. Why don't, why don't you make Aquaman a sap like, uh, like he wound up being? But Namor, Namor's been around. It's interesting because I, I've always known him. This is talking about the name Namor. I have always known him as the Submariner. That's always what he's been to me. But now... Now they're kind of changing it to where his name is Namor. And this isn't, this isn't recent. His name has always been Namor. But they're pushing that Namor to the front. To the front. That was like Namor the Submariner. Whereas before when I was coming up, it felt like he was Submariner. A.K.A. Namor. And I wonder, wonder if this has something to do with Rolex. Because, you know, the Rolex is, uh, their signature timepiece is the Submariner. And I wonder if just they're like, you know, there might be a little bit of, uh, product confusion in the marketplace. That's... That's an important thing because I think going forward in, the, in these movies there, there might be a pretty fair push for our guy Namor. I, I also know Namor as a member of the Illuminati in the recent days. This was like a, a Marvel group. And you saw this in the, uh, the the Doctor Strange movie, the Sam Raimi Doctor Strange movie. This is this is a group of like various Marvel characters, each each feels like they represent, like, a different faction. You know, you got, like, Professor X representing the mutants, and then you have, you know, Doctor Strange representing the magic holders, and then you had Namor. He was in there as well, representing the undersea world. And the the purpose of the Illuminati was basically, like, they would share information. They would share secrets about things. Namor, Namor found the whole thing unseemly, and while he was still a member, it felt like it was more out of necessity than desire. He's just like, I gotta keep an eye on these human cockroaches. It's better better to be crawling amongst these cockroaches than have them catch me by surprise, I guess. But that was always fun for me. That was interesting. That was a good read. That was, again, that was like pre- and post-Civil War stuff, so I... 
I dig it all. I don't know. The Marvel Universe is a lot of fun. A lot of cool things going on. But that's that's the basic general origin of uh, Namor the Submariner. Of course, he's had... He's had, like, a multitude of adventures here and there, hither and yon, but that's, that's the basic origin details, and that's what we're, that's what we're trying to cover here. Let's, uh, let's take one step forward and find out, like, the power levels of our guy, the Submariner. Three, four, four. Powers and abilities, like what can they do and such. No superhuman powers. Namor can lift about 85 tons at peak capacity, although his strength degrades the longer he is out of water, to a minimum of 40 tons. He is an amphibian, and breathes water and air with equal facility. Namor also can fly for several hours at peak speeds of 60 miles per hour before tiring. In addition, he possesses limited invulnerability. He's a, uh, he's a pretty powerful dude, 80 tons! is about the weight of the space uh, shuttle. It's about uh, as heavy as a blue whale. It is about half as heavy as the uh, Statue of Liberty. The The Statue of Liberty weighs about 100, 150 tons. So it's around it's around that weight. So in, in the Marvel Universe, this makes him about as powerful as Sasquatch from uh, Alpha Flight, Alpha Flight. He's also as strong as like, I don't know, you're like your Captain Britain, your guys, your guys in that range. That is... That's pretty powerful, dude. I'm not even going to lie. That's like if you're flying around with a uh, space shuttle above your head. That's that's pretty yoked out. Imagine he's flying. He's got the space shuttle. Those little wings on his feet are flapping. That's one of the that's one of the things I really like. It's like his feet flap. He has little flying feet that flap around that he carries the space shuttle over his head. This is this is all good, but he you know, he has basically just like the the enhanced Marvel powers. It's like, if you want to be a Marvel character, you got to have some degree of, like, increased durability. You have to have some, like, super strength so that you can fight with these guys. And then it also helps if you can fly. So, more or less, this is this is what I would call your generic superhero power set. If, you, if you're going to even compete at the superhero level, unless, you know, you're like a Captain America type with increased skills and stuff you gotta you gotta be able to fly you gotta be strong you gotta be tough so there there you go let's uh not a lot to unpack there honestly it's just kind of kind of generic in a sense but let's um let's move forward and find out some uh, information about his first appearance what that might be worth it's uh worth a fortune i would imagine and let's uh I don't know, let's get the jump off jump other stuff like what was their first appearance is it valuable any cool toys or anything like that. So right now I am on the online looking around to see if I can find a copy of Namor's first appearance on uh, the largest marketplace in the world, a site known as eBay. The the comics we are looking for, it's Motion Picture Funnies Weekly number one. This came out this came out in uh, the 30s, 1939. There are none listed on, on, on the online. So I I did like a further search and back in 2005, a graded copy of this, graded graded copy at uh, is nine, which is which is amazing to believe that a book this old can survive in that high quality. But it sold for forty three thousand dollars, and I would imagine that now with comic prices going through the roof, that this is uh this is even more valuable. But if you if you want something a little more recent, there's Fantastic Four number four in nineteen sixty two, which is the first Silver Age 
appearance of the Submariner. That book can be had for roughly, you can probably go for like $8,000, which is, you know, that's a lot of money, bro. That is like, that's more money than I would want to spend on a comic. But if I were, this would be a good one. This is an investment quality book, you know. If you're like a big wig swinging comics back and forth, this is... This is one you would want to have in your collection. Um, our guy Namor has also been an action figure, like, numerous, numerous times. Like, numerous times. Right now, he's a Marvel legend. This is this is based off the Black Panther uh, Wakanda Forever movie. You can find that one for, like, 40 bucks. He's also been a Marvel Titan, again, for the new movie. That one's, like, 20 bucks. He's also been a Marvel legend, like, back in the day. Walgreens exclusive. Back when Walgreens had a lot of exclusive. Walgreens used to be like a toy spot. I remember that we would hit up the Walgreens all the time for Mini Mates, for Legends, for Star Wars Black, all this fun stuff, but they don't they don't seem to have anything like that now, but that was uh 2005. You can pick that one up for like 20 bucks. He was never Amigo, which I find very surprising. He uh was also a Marvel legend at a different time. He's he's had numerous figures, honestly. Back in uh, 2002, this is in the Toy Biz days, he was a Marvel legend. And this one, this one's pretty neat. It has like a wave, like a wave that you can use as a stand. He was a figure back in 1995, Toy Biz, Marvel, Cosmic. There's, there has been a lot. I'm not even, I'm not even kidding you, which is, which is cool, man, because he's, He's a historic figure that's been back around since the days of the, uh, days of the 30s. Let's see if this ever made any, like, cool shirts. I'm sure, I'm sure there has. Yeah, there's numerous, uh, Marvel shirts with Namor on them. This is a nice pink one with a cool Namor logo. Very, very nice, uh, design. He's been a statue, like, numerous times. He was a Bowen statue. He's been, you, you name it, man. This, this guy's been around for a long time, hanging and banging. Just, you know, doing what he has to do to survive. Doing what he has to do to get over it. And I think that, like, going into the uh, new Black Panther movie, he's gonna he's gonna start taking a, a higher profile. I I think with with a lot of the actors in the Marvel movies retiring, a lot of these guys uh, moving on to different things, they're gonna need new A-level characters. And I would not be surprised if a guy like the Submariner slid himself in there and uh, made himself a top guy. When uh, Tony Stark is away, when Tony Stark is dead, when Captain America is old, when uh, all the all these things are going on, so I, I feel like the future is so bright for Namor that we all gotta wear shades. But at at any rate, I feel I feel as if we know as much as one would ever conceivably want to know about this character. I feel like I myself, I myself, I'm so I'm so much more enlightened to the Undersea King than I was before. I'm gonna go off a limb and say, you know, forget about Aquaman. Let's just throw that guy back in the drink. We're all Submariner fans now. We're all Namor guys. He has that that ruthlessness, that bichosness that we all enjoy. So big shout out to Namor. I'm glad I'm glad I did this. I'm glad I learned. But uh if you guys if you guys want some more fun stuff like this, there's a, a thing called the IC Robots Radio Network. I got a show there. It's a different show. It's called World Famous. That's my vanity project. I talk about toys. I talk about the flea market. I talk about all kinds of fun stuff. We got the Mr. Sensational Gino Vega podcast, which features Gino Vega and his foibles, his uh, mundane life as he sees it, Geekfest rants with Carlos Perone. That's an awesome show. There is so much. We got a Patreon that is supportthereport.com. There are a ton of shows there. If you if you think this is fun, go dig into that. That's some real fun, but uh, I digress. We we got a Twitter. It's uh, at Marvel Handbook. You can find us there. New episodes, polls, 
pictures, all kinds of fun stuff. It's it's all good, man. Just go to icrobots.com and you will find all the latest fun IC Robots information. That is I-S-E-E-Robots. So until you go there and let me know that you love all this fun stuff, I gotta say these final words. Make my marvel. This has been I See Robots Radio production. I See Robots Radio is a listener-supported in Dehar. If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week.